Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, over to Romans, the sixth chapter, and verses 3 through 6 we're going to read this morning. Do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him and the body of sin might be no longer slaves of sin. Amen? I want to talk to you this morning for just a little while because we as believers need to understand our position in the Lord. We as believers need to understand that, you know, sometimes we don't feel important to God. I, I, I say that because I remember when I first got saved and was walking with the Lord, I didn't feel as important as some of the other folks in the kingdom of God. I mean, anybody ever felt a little bit like that? You just feel like you're not as important as someone else? I want to tell you something. We're all important to the kingdom of God. We're all important to what God is doing. We're all important, and we all have our position to play in the kingdom of God and in the body of Christ. Listen, the preacher is no more important than you are. Amen. The only thing is that I have a different calling than what you have. I have a different gifting than what you have. But all the giftings that God places in the body is important, and we're all needed in the body of Christ. Praise God. I tell you what, sometimes, you know, like the little fellow that in the, in the orchestra, he's got that little triangle, and he, he, only, he, he may not do much during the whole symphony, uh, but uh, at the very end, uh, you know, he's, he's anxious. I remember one little boy in, in my, my daughter's uh, uh, little uh, symphony they had in school, and, and he was up there with his little triangle, and he said, Now? 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 And the, the conductor said, No, not now. I'll tell you when. Not, He'd go a little, now? No, no, just hold on, hold on. But at the very end, at the very end, he'd say, okay, Johnny. And boy, he'd hit that little triangle and just do the ending to the song. <laughs> but you know what? That was as important as the trumpet, the trombone, uh, the piano, or whatever was there in that symphony. It was all just as important. We all have an important place. Every one of us are important to God. But, you know, we've got, to, we've got to learn to identify with Christ in order to function in the body of Christ where God wants us to. And, and if we're going to walk in victory, we've got to know Jesus Christ for who he is. And we have to know who we are in him. I like to use that word in him because it's in him that we have everything. I'm not holy because I'm in the house of God. But in Him, I'm holy. In Him, I have the anointing. In Him, I have the power of God. In Him, I have peace. And so we've got to know who He is, and we have to know who we are in Him and what He did uh, through what He did for us. We've got to know all of these things so we can walk in the victory that God's called us into. And we've covered a lot of that in the book of Ephesians on the teaching 
of the book of Ephesians. And by the way, if you want all the notes, you can go online and uh, right there and just download all the notes if you like to study. I'm a studier, so I like to do that, and I'll study different people. But what does identification mean? What does it mean to identify? It means our complete union with Jesus Christ is in his substitutionary sacrifice. In other words, we identify with that. Uh, the, the teaching of identification is the legal side of redemption. See, legally, we are children of God. Legally, every human being in this earth, when they're born into this earth, legally, they have a right to be in Christ. Because Jesus died for the whole world. Everybody. Everybody. You know, I've had the privilege and I've had the experience of being able to preach in small groups, home groups, um, big churches, medium-sized churches, small churches, conferences, Bible, you know, Bible conferences. I've had an opportunity to preach overseas in large crusades. I've seen crusades up to 50,000 or more that we've ministered in. I've seen other crusades where we may have a 1,000 out there, you know. But I've ministered in Bible colleges over in uh, in Africa. And, you know, we've had, but, but it's, it's every place you go, every place you go. See, legally, they're children of God. Legally, they've been, it's been paid for. Amen? You're not going to work hard enough to get saved because Jesus did all the work for you. Amen. The only thing we have to do is believe Him and believe what He did and believe in the power of salvation and the blood of Jesus and believe that. And so it avails to us what God did in Christ for us. Jesus did it. God did it. Aren't you glad you didn't have to figure out the blueprint for salvation for everybody? All we have to do is be a messenger and said, hey, be like Peter did on the first day uh, uh, when the Holy Ghost fell. And he preached to all those thousands of people out there. And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. That's a simple message. But it's what Jesus did. And Jesus went to the cross. He sat down on the right hand of the Father. Because he sat down, it's completed, it's done, it's finished. The power of Satan has been broken. That's one area that people haven't realized yet. The power of Satan is broken. Praise God. We was talking to some individuals and uh, in the past, and, and I, uh, not recently, we talked to someone, and, and all they saw was darkness. All they saw was darkness. All they saw was darkness all around, you know, just, just darkness and evil spirits. And, and all. I said, well, <laughs> I sat there and listened a while and said, wait a minute, let me tell you something. All I'm hearing is what you're seeing is darkness. I said, what you're seeing and what the devil's wanting you to see is, hey, I'm a bully. And I, I can whip you. I can do anything I want to with you. And so he's showing his bad side, that bullying, that bully side. And I said, but you know what? Jesus came and he took care of the bully once and for all. And I said, so Satan has no legal right in your life. He has no legal right in your life as an individual. 
because you have been set free and delivered in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, now wait a minute. I, now listen, I know I went into areas of different cities and you can sense the power of darkness and sense the power of Satan. But you see, the thing is, we got an armor around us. we got a shield about us. And that's the blood of Jesus. That's the power of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we can walk through those areas. And listen, the devil has to tremble. I, I come out of a, a department store one day. And about six big burly teenagers, you know, and and they looked at me. You could tell they were looking with fire and hate in their eyes, you know. I never met them before in my life. But you know what happened? There was a, a, a clash in the spirit that had them under their control and the clash of the Holy Ghost in me. And they looked at me and called me an SOB and just all this stuff. And I looked at them and I said, I, I, I said, I have the power of the name of Jesus Christ in my life. And I said, I'm ordering you in Jesus' name, shut up and just go on about your way. And you know what they did? They shut up. One of them looked at another and nudged him. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I identify with Christ. And the thing, the, and what I'm sharing with you this morning, I'm not boasting on me. I'm just sharing with you. Once you understand, Satan was defeated 2,000 years ago. And if you ever get that revelation in your heart, the devil will never give you a problem again. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody said, well, you won't have no testings. Oh, you'll have opportunities to put the Word of God on things. You'll have opportunities to prove that God's power is real. You'll have opportunities to lay hands on, on the sick. may even have to lay hands on yourself and God's healing power flow through you. But what I'm saying is we understand because He is Lord. Can you say amen? Now, there's a twofold oneness in the spiritual principle of identification. First, his oneness with our sin and humanity on the cross. He, he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Isn't that what Paul said? He who was not sin, he was sinless, became sin. He became what we were in order for us to become what he is. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you what, church, we don't have to go down with our head bowed over and bowed down and our eyes all looking downward all the time because we're somebody in Christ. We're identified with him this morning. And we have the victory in Jesus' name. Praise God. Victory's ours. It's going, it, it, and it will be manifested. Praise God. I know some of us are going through some things, but you know what? Jesus is still Lord. He's still victor over it all. The devil was defeated 2,000 years ago. And because of that, see, that's why the devil don't want the gospel to go out like it's going out. But you see, when the gospel of the cross goes out, that's what the devil hates. He hates that message of the cross because the cross is where he was defeated. Hallelujah. And we're going to walk in the victory that's ours. Now, there will be no more struggle for faith once we understand who we are. Praise it. Somebody said, I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to believe. How many ever heard that? Maybe if you turn the record on in your house, you might hear yourself say that. <laughs> I'm trying to believe. No, we don't try to believe. We either believe or don't believe. Hey, we believe God. It's like the man that was on top of a mountain and uh, he slipped. And fell, 
and he it was he was plunged into his death. He grabbed hold of this twig that was hanging out of the side of the mountain, and he grabbed hold of that twig and was hanging on. He said, "Oh God, God help me! I'm going to die! Help me!" And the Lord said, "Son, do you trust me?" Well, yeah, Lord, I trust you. Will you do anything I tell you to do? Well, certainly, Lord, help me. And that, the, the roots were coming out, you know. Help me, Lord. And the Lord said, you'll really do it. He said, yes, sir. He said, turn loose. Is anybody else up there? Amen? See, how much do we believe? How far do we believe? Do you trust Him? Do you believe Him? But there will be no more struggle for faith. There will be no more praying for power. You know you don't have to pray for power. Hallelujah. God's power never changes. Somebody says, well, what are we praying for? We're praying for God to change us so His power can flow through us. Fasting and praying, what fasting does, it changes you. You start seeing your weaknesses and inabilities, and you turn it over to God, and He changes us. And when you fast and pray, you're more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. God's power doesn't change. How many understands what I'm saying? I believe in fasting. I believe we need to go on fast. I, you know, uh, now if you're going to go on a long fast, you better know God put you on that long fast. I was driving down the road with a couple of preachers one time, and this preacher was on radio and said, "I've been I fasted sixty days and sixty nights. I mean, sixty days, sixty days for the Lord." And this one preacher said, "Have you ever heard of that before?" And he said, "No, sir." He said, "Well, what do you think?" He didn't say nothing about the nights. <laughs> you know, we gotta we got to get it all together, amen. But God sees us through Christ. And there'll be no more praying for power, there'll be no longer the awful bondage of sin consciousness because we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you don't have to sit around worried. Jesus comes tonight, am I going to go to heaven? Oh, Lord, Jesus, if the rapture take place. How many remembers those days? I Listen, I was, when I first got saved, I was under, and I want to say this right, condemnation preaching. Now, I'm not talking about not preaching holiness. We need to preach holiness. There is a, there is a standard that God has for His people. But I'm talking about condemnation. You know, you, you when people walk into condemnation, they walk in fear. And uh, they're not walking in humbleness and humility. They're, they're walking in fear and doubt and unbelief. But we, we just need to come to that point, you know, where we understand that we're in Christ. We're born again, have entered into a realm of victory with the Lord. Now, salvation is simple. The ABCs of salvation, Romans, says acknowledge. Believe and confess. We've got to acknowledge that we are in need of Jesus. We need to believe and we need to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. Confess with our mouth. That's important. It's important to get people to say it out loud. 
I believe. I believe that Lord Jesus is the Son of God. He is my Redeemer. He did die for me. He did become sin that I might become the righteousness of God through. I believe that. And we've got to say it out loud. Say it out loud. I know a lot of confession teaching got going through the 70s and 80s, and people thought they had to confess a thousand times before something happened. Well, that's not true. Maybe it took a thousand times for them to get it in their heart and believe it, you know. I don't know. But uh, I'm not going to criticize them because they confessed it a thousand times. But what I'm saying is we don't have to do that when we believe. When we believe and say it with our mouth, then we are saved. We're delivered. Can you say amen? Now, we're baptized. Everybody say, I'm baptized into Christ. And I like Colossians 1, verses 13 and 14. He, talking about Jesus, has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us or transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We can identify. We can identify with what Jesus has done. Now, you know, there's three different things. One of the, one of the identifications that people have with themselves is they have the slave mentality. Slave mentality means that you don't have any power, no control. You don't have any uh, uh, say-so in anything, and you're a slave. There's no hope. We, we, we walk through this life with no hope. We walk through this life with, uh, you know, uh, nothing going on like God says. You know, we have this slave mentality. And, you, you know, I... I believe in works, but I believe in works by love. Amen? Works by love. I'm not here because it's works that's going to get me to heaven. I'm here because I love the Lord. I want to worship the Lord. I want to be, I want to keep that commandment. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as a matter of somehow, but even so, assemble more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's just, we're doing it not out of, uh, of, of being a slave. We're doing it as a love slave to the Lord. I love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? Do you love what He's done? And where we're headed. So that mentality, that love, that, that, uh, mentality of being a slave, but then we gotta get that mentality of being a, a son. A son. A son that belongs to God. A son. And I use the word son because the masculine is used for men and women as far as being in the membership of the body of Christ. It's, we're sons and daughters of the Lord, if you want to use it in that term. But he used the word sons in the masculine form. But it refers to every believer. So we're, we're sons. We're heirs of God. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We have everything that he has as ours. You know, remember the prodigal son that left home, got all of his inheritance early. He didn't have no training or education on how to keep it. And he just went out and riotous living and just lived it up and ended up giving it all away, 
spending it foolishly. He didn't have nothing left. Ended up away from home in a foreign country, away from the land where he knew, and he ended up in a pig's pen. Slopping the hogs. There's nothing wrong with slopping hogs. I knew some people that had some hog farms, and I'll tell you what, I said, slop them on, because I love that pork. <laughs> but it wasn't his lifestyle. How many understand what I'm saying? That, that, that was, he came from a royal family. And one day, in that pig pen, he got to thinking. You know, your memory's a good thing. Your memory is a good thing because God can make you remember some good things He's done for you in your life. He can make you remember all of the things He's done for you. And it was the memory that began to jog the spirit of this prodigal son in that pig's pen. And he began to think, he said, wow. He said, look at me. Smell me. (laughs) Look at where I'm at. He said, my daddy's servants have got more than I've got. They've got clean clothes, a good place to live and sleep, and good food. He said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get out of this pen and I'm going to go home. And I'm just going to tell my dad, Dad, I don't deserve to be in your house. All I deserve is just to be a servant in your household. At least I'll have a roof over my head and food to eat and clothes on my back, and and at least I'll be safe. But when he got there, his daddy had some different ideas. In fact, evidently, there's something about a parent's heart. They can feel when their children are hurting. They can feel when they're going to get close to home. They can, now how many's ever had those kind of feelings? You can feel it in your spirit. And this father must have been feeling something about his son because he was out by the gate looking. And he saw his son coming in and he got to the gate and his father grabbed him and hugged him in all of his sweat and, and piggy outfit that he had, you know, and just loved on him. And they walked down the, down the street. And, and, you know, I don't know how far they had to walk to get to his house. But the gate of the city is the entrance. That's where the people come and go. And he met him there and walked on down. And I'm sure as they walked by Sister Goody Two-Shoes, you know. Why, isn't that that old backslidden son of theirs? Why, what's he doing walking down the street with him with his arms around him like that? And then old gossipy Betty Sue, you know, she said, well, I can't wait to get the girls together and tell them what's going on over there in that household. But he got there, and when his daddy opened the doors, they opened the doors to his daddy and his son. His daddy said, go get the best robe and get the ring. And he put the best robe on his son And he put the ring with the signet on it that gave him the authority to do transactions financially again. And also, he became an heir to what his daddy had. And he said, go kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a party. This, my son, was dead, but he's alive. And the older son sitting there said, where me? 
And he went over to his dad. He said, hey, dad, let me tell you something. He left. He spent all his money. He doesn't deserve anything you're doing for him today. You know what? In the natural, probably not. But in the spirit realm, there's a different story. When a person repents, God doesn't remember the bad no more. Hallelujah. He casts it into the sea of forgetfulness. As far as the east is from the west, he casts it away from us. I'll tell you, you know what? Even Christians, even Christians. Now, there's Christians that have failed miserably in their lives. They have done things that would probably put most people in jail. <laughs> They've done, you know, all kinds. Of, listen, Christians, under the name of Christian. And sometimes the devil hound and keeps that held over their head, saying, well, now you can get back in, the, in there with them, but, you know, don't expect to pick up where you left off. Am I preaching to the choir this morning? I mean, don't expect to just go in there and think you're going to just be where you used to be because you know, you know what you did. You know what? If you go, there, there was somebody that was putting out a rumor on me one time. And, hey, listen, we've all had rumors put out on us. Amen. The devil loves to destroy character if he can. And this particular person, he was another preacher, came to this other preacher friend of mine. And he started giving this rumor. And you know what this friend of mine did? He turned to that preacher and said, now listen. Shut your mouth. That's my friend you're talking about. And if he'd done anything like you're saying, he would have come to me because I'm one of his best friends, and he would have come to me and confided in me. So I don't believe it. When I found out what he did, I said, hooray for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Amen. Listen, that's friends. That's friends. I'm not saying I haven't done anything that I haven't had to ask God to forgive me over, but it wasn't nothing like this rumor was going on, you know. But you know what we need to understand is when the blood of Jesus and when God the Father, when He sees us coming down the road, I think there's a song about coming down the road. <laughs> and, and, and He puts His arms around us, takes us back into the fold. Listen, we didn't lose our right as being a son. Hallelujah. You are a child of God. You're a son of God, a daughter of God. And don't let the devil beat you over the head and keep you all trodden down saying you're not worth it. You're unworthy. Who do you think you are? Listen, you just say, I am Clarence Dalrymple. No, no, you don't say that. You say your name. I am Clarence Dalrymple. I have every right. Because the Bible said if I confess my sins, He's just to forgive me. Hallelujah. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Praise God. Well, somebody said, what are you going to do if that guy, he goes out there and does it again? Well, what did Jesus tell us? He said, if your brother offends you, how many times are you going to forgive him? Once? Twice? 
I'm not going to do it more than twice, Lord. And the Lord says, 490 times in one day. <laughs> Amen? 70 times 7 in one day. Oh, in one day. I'm talking about one day. Oh, not me, Lord. No, sir. He doesn't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Well, you know what? See, if we don't forgive, guess what? We don't get forgiven. Amen? If we don't release, we don't get released. So we've got to forgive. We're children of God. Now, don't shout me down because I'm doing so good now. But we're sons and daughters of the King. Praise the Lord. We're sons and daughters of the King. Get that slave mentality out of our head. We're children of God, children of the Most High. And so the devil has no right. Look at Colossians 1, 13, 14. He's delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us. Everybody say translated. We're transferred, translated into the kingdom of his dear son, of his love, in whom we have redemption through the blood. So, And, and I want to read this scripture in Colossians 2, verse 9 through 14 real quick, if you, if you don't mind. For in Him, talking about Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you're complete in Him. You're complete in Him. There may be some areas in our life where we're maturing, we're maturing in the Lord, but we're complete in Him. We are complete in Christ who is the head of all principality and power. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. Actually, this is water baptism is what he's talking about. Listen, when we're baptized in water, we should look at it as a spiritual act of faith. And what's happening is when we go down in that water, there is a spiritual circumcision that takes place circumcising that that body of sin or that uh, that control of sin over our life, it, it's circumcised when we do it in faith. Praise God. And as we come up out of that water, it's, the, it's as though God raised us from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of the flesh, He's made alive together with Him, having forgiven you. Everybody say, having forgiven. Now, see, God don't have to think twice about it. He forgives us of all our trespasses. Now, I like this last verse. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and has taken it out of the way, being nailed to the cross. Now, back during the Roman days, when a person was put in prison, over their prison door was put a plaque with their name on it. And underneath their name... They had their crimes that they had committed and why they were in jail. People could come and see why that person was in jail. But when that person was released and fully pardoned and fully released from all of the consequences of it, they blotted out, not the name, but they blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against that person. When people see you they're not going to be able to see your past 
Because the handwriting of ordinances that was against you has been blotted out by the blood of Jesus. I don't want somebody coming to me, well, you know, so, you know, I, I don't know. You gotta watch sister so and so or brother so and so. Listen, they got some, they did some things 99 years ago, you know, and I, uh, <laughs> I turned to somebody one time that was telling me that about somebody. I said, they said, they did this 20 years ago. And blah, 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 blah. I said, well, I know something you did about a week ago. <laughs> See, I was a preacher, and I had privy to things. And they said, oh, you know about that? I said, I do, but I don't hold it against you, because if you've asked God to forgive you, it's blotted out. Amen? I would just use it as an illustration to them. You know, listen, when, 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 when the devil is the condemner, he condemns, he brings us under bondage, he keeps us in a position to where we don't have the joy of the Lord, he puts us right there where he wants us so that he can have the upper hand in our life. We don't have joy, we don't have peace, we don't have the blessings of God flowing because he's always kept us in that box of being condemned. But I want to tell you something. My plaque doesn't have no ordinances against me. Hallelujah. Your plaque with your name on it doesn't have any ordinances against you this morning. If you receive the Lord Jesus. Victory's ours. But we got to identify with Him. Can you say amen? Look what Jesus did. He, John seventeen eleven. I'm no longer in this world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep. Through your name, those whom you've given me, that they may be one as we are. In other words, Jesus, when he was praying, he said, Lord, I see they're, they're in this world still, in this confines of this earthly world, but we're, we're, I'm praying, Lord, keep them through your name. Keep them. Keep them. These ones you've given me, that they may be one as we are. So our identity with Christ allows us to always, always walk in victory. Praise God. Someone asked me one time. I didn't realize it. They said, Preacher, why are you so happy all the time? I said, because there's nothing to be sad about. (laughs) Why should we be sad when Jesus has redeemed us? Well, yeah, but, you know, I've got this financial need in my life. And I said, no, well... You know, it's only there because you acknowledge that need. What you need to do is acknowledge that you're a child of God. You're a king's kid now. Praise God. And it doesn't matter what your need is. God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we need to get that in our spirit and realize God is our father. And we're his child. You're his daughter. You're his son. Amen. So we're, the church is entering into the hour, the greatest hour of display of God's power. Get excited about it. Get excited. Listen, I'm not going back to the old days. I remember in the old days. No, we, we got a new day ahead of us. We're going forward. We're going for. Leave everything in the past that needs to be in the past. And let's go forward and let Jesus be Lord. And identify with what God is doing. Can you say amen? And the church is going to be caught up one day. 
And I don't want to be one of those saying, well, I don't know if this is the right time or not, because, you know, this I thought this had to happen first. Listen, Jesus said in the day and an hour when you don't think of or know of, it's going to happen. Praise God. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out how, when, or where. I'm just going to be ready and enjoy my life as I walk with the King. Hallelujah. And you can too because Jesus is Lord. I said Jesus is Lord. I said Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over your life. He's Lord over this church. He's Lord over our people, our congregation. He is Lord. And you know what? I'm not going to let the devil in. I'm not going to let him around you. We're praying for you. We're praying for you when you don't even know we're praying for you. I don't have to call you every day and say, Brother L.H., I'm praying for you today. Now, I know something's bothering you. but I'm No, no, no. I just pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we're God's people. We're the body of Christ. And we're going to live victoriously, free from bondage. Amen? Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Once we understand... We're delivered from the power of darkness, transferred into the kingdom of His dear Son. Jesus is Lord. The power, all the power of God we need is available to us. All the healing you need is available to you. All the financial blessings you need is available to you. Whatever you need, it's available to you because we're in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift your hands and just thank the Lord for the Word. Father, we thank You. We praise You that Your Word is truth. Your word is true. Father, we receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word, Lord. Thank you for the word. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that? There's an old chorus to a song. I don't know all the words to the song right now. I've got them somewhere, but says, Jesus is the one. Yes, He's the only one. Let Him have His way until the day is done. When He speaks, you know those clouds will have to go. Just because He loves you so. Could you shut your eyes and sing to the Lord this morning? Oh, Jesus is the one. Yes, He's the only one. Let Him have His way until the day is done. When he speaks, you know, those clouds will have to go. Just because He loves you so. Father, we just ask every person here this morning, Lord, that they can shut the door on the past. Close that door on the past. Not open it and keep cracking it open all the time. But Lord, we're going forward. We're going forward in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank You 
that as we go forward that the reality of righteousness, that reality of the peace of God that passes all understanding, the reality of the anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. Father, we thank You that the reality of these things come alive in our hearts. And we just give You praise for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Anybody here need prayer for anything before we leave this morning? Amen. How many glad you came to the house of the Lord? Praise God. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Remember tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Blessing Him. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands as a way of thanksgiving to the Lord. Just wave them to the Lord and just thank Him. Father, thank You. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for all that You've done. Thank You for the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank You, Lord, for the righteousness that You've given us and Your peace in our hearts and lives in the name of Jesus. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Glory to God. Thank You, Lord. Well, praise God. Well, as you go, hug somebody's neck and say, Well, Jesus got a hold of my life. Won't let me go. He got into my heart. He got into my soul. I used to be oh so sad. Now I'm free and glad. Jesus got a hold of my life. Won't let me go. Hallelujah.